0: Hi, and welcome to Hyperfixations, the podcast where we invite various interesting people on to talk about their niche area of interest that they could just talk forever about. Here are your hosts, I'm Ali.
1: And I'm Nigel.
0: And today we have Adam. Adam, how are you?
2: Very, very good. Very excited to uh, get chatting and get hyperfixating. I, there's nothing I love more... <laughs>
0: i'm excited too um and i'm glad to hear that you are um so tell us that's what always to
1: good be. to have people show up and be like enthusiastic about it yeah it'd be very it bad works. if someone showed up and they were like oh god fine i spoke yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> I be enthusiastic. just like having the worst experience from the get-go uh that would be bad
0: yeah i'll
2: it's... be honest i'll be honest I'd i'd still listen to that episode as well
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> fair fair Um, It'd be fun
1: for everyone, it'd be fun for everyone except the people, like, in the call.
0: That is true. (laughs) You just know it would be an episode where we get loads of technical
2: difficulties as well. Yeah,
1: but think of the amount of listens.
2: You could call it the cursed episode.
1: (laughs) We should get Ben Shapiro on the show. No.
2: Okay, then it would be very <laughs> cursed.
1: <laughs> That's categorically the worst idea I've ever. <laughs> had.
0: Oh my god! Oh,
1: um, I apologize. I can only apologize. Imagine, the goal of my imagine. content is always to entertain.
0: Um first, um, Adam, what are you here to talk to us about today?
2: Um, so today I am here to talk about poetry, and uh, more specifically, because I'm a vain little piece of work, uh, my poetry.
0: <laughs> Lovely. Um,
2: okay. I, I, I guess uh, what I wh- kind of what I what I would like to do is take you through, I guess what what poetry means to me and how it has helped me. Uh, I suppose uh be more introspective and it's helped me heal from uh, some pretty choppy events and uh yeah uh, i guess just talk about the positivity of it
1: sounds good okay that sounds good i'm definitely like more receptive to that this year like i mean i'd written poetry before but now when i go back and read it i just like cringe really really badly because i'm like what the fuck are you saying um but this year, I, I this term, actually, I took a poetry writing module in college, which was fun. But the guy who wrote it had some, like, really strange ideas about poetry. But, yeah, it definitely, mm-hmm. like you said, helped me f- feel more, like, introspective and, I'm, you know, use it as a means of processing things. Uh, it's, it's definitely the vehicle for it, I think.
2: Absolutely. It's definitely a very... Um... It's not. A, it's not the most conventional vehicle for it. Like uh, a lot of people would uh, gravitate towards like journal keeping or um, I suppose therapy. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you know <laughs> what? What's I, that? I... <laughs> it's like Parks and Rec.
0: Uh, therapy. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, I always love talking to Parks and Rec fans. Um, but but yeah, I think it's just. <laughs> For, for me anyway it, it's def my relationship with poetry has been very love-hate similar to what you were saying Nigel about um kind of hating your work to begin with but like I've been writing since I was 15 and uh, I've written over 400 poems so I have quite a lot wow. Of, wow. I, I have quite a lot of content to go back and cringe over so I, I relate to you <laughs> well,
0: that's the thing about writing and anything like I like I don't write a lot of poetry, but I do write like um, fiction and prose, and it's one of the things about writing is you'll always look back at your old stuff and just be like, Jesus Christ.
2: I think I think that shows growth in your in your writing ability, but also
0: Absolutely.
2: I I think cringe. It, it's very easy to be critical of your past work because like of course you're going to be embarrassed at something you wrote like six years ago but i think there's also it's kind of sweet in a sense because it shows how far you have come i suppose
0: yeah definitely
1: Mm. yeah anytime i read fiction because i i did like creative writing courses with like ctyi and stuff like i was in i was doing like a lot of writing workshops for fiction and I thought, oh yeah, these are great at the time. And now I go back and read them, and every single one of them, without fail, starts with some sort of, some form of like, "Hello, my name is whatever," to introduce <laughs> the main character. And dear Jesus, um... <laughs> oh, that gave
0: me flashbacks. News.
2: The yeah, good it's... news, the good news is, you can only move forward from there. <laughs> yes, the true. only
1: the only way out is uh, is up.
2: I think as well, though, uh, what what is good, uh, I guess uh, not to entirely shit on uh, the work that you've done before. What is good is that you have... Uh a a pre-established body of work that you can pull ideas from and develop uh, ideas from and i always think that's very fun recycling uh, old uh, pieces and i've written uh, i've written quite a few uh, short stories in fiction myself so um, i know i know what it's like to uh, just absolutely roll your eyes at a story (laughs) it's uh, yeah it's not it's not the best
0: (laughs) that is true Mm. so you mentioned you started writing poetry when you were 15, Fifteen like um so that is
2: going back a good bit. Um
1: do you well, how old are you now, actually, if you don't mind me asking?
2: I am twenty two.
1: Okay, oh. so like seven years worth. worth, yeah. Yeah, that's
0: mm. a, that's a decent amount of work. Like what drew you towards writing it in the first place?
2: Uh well. To, to be perfectly candid, and I will be very candid about my mental health uh, <laughs> throughout this, I think I can't really talk about my poetry and prose without, like, speaking about my mental health, but uh, my, when I was 15, I was doing my Leaving Cert, I was getting, like, sorry, Junior Cert, <laughs> I was doing my Junior Cert, I was getting, like, five hours sleep a night, and I, I was just stressed to all, all hell, and uh, my mental health was in the shitter, so I started uh, writing as a as a way of, I guess, understanding myself and uh, just expressing my feelings. But uh, even at the time, I didn't really understand or grasp what I was writing. I was just writing words that felt right, I suppose.
1: Okay, yeah. I, we mentioned this in we talked a lot about this kind of thing in our episode with Will Wood, but it's like I yeah. I just think they remember doing shit like that where it was like it would just be writing words like I'd kind of nearly dissociate for a little bit and then I would come back and like look at the page and there'd be just a bunch of words on the page then where I'm like what does this mean uh I don't know um
2: it's it's funny though because if if you uh if you leave a bit of time and read back on it you might find things that you were expressing that you 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 were completely disconnected from at the time but uh i guess uh, revisiting you can kind of uh understand and uh, i suppose bridge that gap that exists between uh i guess, to be honest i view it as uh, your unconscious and your conscious mind uh in terms of like that kind of disassociative writing but uh, i think there is some value you to be to be found in those uh rambly pieces i suppose
0: definitely yeah like just kind of letting yourself almost space out in a way and just writing without like almost without thinking
2: absolutely i'll be honest that's about that's 50 percent of my writing uh i do tend to just uh yeah uh, i just tend to stare into space for a while and then daydreaming is uh is so helpful uh, it's uh I te- even from when i was younger i i always um tended to escape into these into into my head quite often and I would have very vivid images going on in my head so being able to express them on a page has been incredibly helpful uh, because otherwise it would just kind of be bottled and it would cause a lot of stress and anxiety so uh, yeah it it does feel quite cathartic to get these words and images on pages whether or not other people will understand what the hell I'm talking about is another story though.
0: (laughs) Very much so yeah.
1: Do you feel though that poetry needs to be fully understood? This was like a main contention thing in the poetry writing class. And I'm sorry to like bring it up so much. I've just like, it's been on the brain recently because like after my thesis was done, I still had to do two modules and they were very different in what they required of me. The first one was like, write a 5,000 word essay on the concept of the American nightmare. And then the other one was just like, write 10 new poems. And 750 words about why you write poems the way you do. But one of the big contentions in the class, the guy who led the class, um, a poet called, uh, by the name of Harry Clifton. um, He contended that, like, sometimes it's very bad to have all these references that readers can't connect with. You know, where you're kind of left on the outside of something. And I'm like, and I really disagree with that. I think that's kind of like, well, poetry is built around these, these intimate moments that you don't necessarily need to, like, fully understand. Like, if you can grasp some part of it, which might be a different part entirely from what other people can grasp, that's well and good. Uh, but also, if you can't, you know, it just, like, the poem still exists. The author still wrote it
2: i I absolutely agree, and I think um I, I think as well, uh, lead, I guess uh, expanding on that, every single reader is going to have a different interpretation of what the poem is. So it doesn't matter if you if you um are like as plain as possible. Nobody's gonna read it the way you intend them to. Uh, that's just uh, that's just fact.
1: Yeah, I thought what I thought was very funny as well was just because he brought up like simple, lovely poems. And he mentioned T.S. Eliot in that sentence. And then we, after class, we were like, have you <laughs> read The Wasteland? was like, that, <laughs> like, about entirely illusions.
2: Um, uh, funnily enough, uh, the name Harry Clifton rang a bell, rang a bell and I, I did a quick Google. I actually studied one of his books uh, when I went to UCD, uh, The Winter Sleep of Captain Lamas. Uh Very, very oh, no good way. Uh yeah, very good poetry collection uh he uh I, what i love most about his poems is uh i guess the 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 intense sense of home uh that exists with within ireland uh that you can kind of see in his work it, it definitely permeates throughout uh throughout uh, quite a lot of his poetry
1: yeah oh yeah his po his poetry is really great and like having him as a as a like um seminar leader what like it was really really beneficial. I I don't want it to seem like I didn't like the man or anything. We just like did have some fun agreements on what poetry could be, which I of think like, that's also. I mean, I mean, if you get five poets in a room and ask them what poetry is, none of them are <laughs> going to have the same answer.
0: Then none of them will agree. Like
2: never yeah. ever. <laughs> I do um, find though, like with
0: the idea of understanding poetry and like. It reminds me of, um, and like, beauty that everyone's going to come away with a different understanding. It does remind me of, like, you know, like, that, um, you know, that, like, very old meme that's, like, you know, like, um, the author says the curtains are blue and the teacher thinks that the author meant, like, this, that, and the other, but the author just meant that the curtains were, that the curtains were blue. And I kind of, like, I really don't like that because, um, like, maybe this is just, like, personal, but, like, kind of, like, say, if I write something and I don't me i don't necessarily mean anything by it but then someone else finds meaning in it that maybe i didn't even intend like like i think sometimes that can be really cool like i don't know what what, what do you think, I, I, about think
2: that, like? I think that's absolutely beautiful and uh, speaking from experience in that regard uh anytime anytime uh i i ask for feedback on poetry and someone points out something uh that i might i i definitely did not intend uh to uh to um place in the poem i will definitely either either i will tell the truth or i will pretend that i am um, absolutely intended for that to happen and that i'm <laughs> the best writer on the planet but um no I, I i agree with you in that regard especially um especially when it comes to kind of uh just reading reading uh, sorry getting meaning it's um i think uh the beauty of poetry is that it is very personal to each reader and uh, you will all, no two people will read the poem the exact same way and I just, yeah, there's definitely a beauty in that. I guess it, what it means mm. is that uh, as many people read your poems, there are as many versions of your poem, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Right.
0: Yeah. yeah.
1: Uh, a lot of the time with my recent poems, it's like, I've written it and I understand while writing it what the emotion is, but then when I view it at the end, I'm like, well, I actually have no idea how any of this is going to affect a reader. And, like, I mean, I've sent Ali poems that I've written recently. And then I've been like, what do you think about this? And then being like, she said, uh, you know, about this, like, one particular part in, you know, poem A or whatever. And then I'll talk to someone else and they'll say something about, like, a different part of the poem. And then I'm like, okay, I never considered any of that.
2: I think it, I think... What that is is uh, everybody, when they read a poem, they're coming with their entire life's experience behind them, and they obviously place focus on, and emphasis on different things. So uh, whether whether it be like the image that you are conveying in a certain line, or the alliteration you have somewhere else in the poem, like everybody will find a, a different thing to kind of fixate on, and uh, I think. Uh, yeah, I think that's quite nice, and I wanted to get back to what you said actually about um, trying to anticipate what the reader might feel. I don't think you ever can, and uh, I know I know with my writing, I, I don't particularly try to. More so, I just try and re- uh, usually I'm trying to recreate a feeling or an emotion that I might have felt at some stage or uh, or uh, have uh, pondered about for some time, and. Uh, the rest of it and the rest of the work is uh, kind and the writing in some sense is kind of done by the readers and i think that's why i resonate with poetry over over any other f- uh, form of literature just because of that
1: absolutely yeah definitely i well, sorry no I it's so joyous no no just like and then it's so joyous when they actually come and they, they say something like this made me feel oh there's a pat inglesby poem that i'm trying to remember um i can like i found a, a like someone had taken a photo of it online and then I, I accidentally deleted the the photo and now i can't find it anymore but um it was something like you know when you see me in the street don't come up to me and don't press your medals into my hands and don't tell me about all the like battles you've won and stuff show me your poems you know like open yourself up to me through through your poems and i'll decide then whether I like you as a person or not, and that really speaks to me.
2: <laughs> I, I, I I appreciate that so much, uh, especially, like, yeah, poetry, uh, and for me, my my poems are my diary, they are, like, me, and uh, because, as I was saying earlier, I, I have this um, I have this intense disconnect with myself and my emotions, especially in my head. I think there's definitely a very, <laughs> a very unkept uh, side of myself, uh, particularly when it comes to emotions. And then I have this very structured, logical side. So I'm very much at war with myself, and uh, I tend to what I tend to miss in that regard is. Um, like i guess my own feelings in any given moment so uh, only when i reflect upon something like months down the line will i actually process oh this is how this situation impacted me and this is how it made me feel so having the poems that i uh, that i write when i'm in the situations and being able to read back on them months or years later just really helps me kind of connect with myself and my my emotional side and uh, it's helped me through uh, i've been uh Two two years ago, at the start of COVID, uh, right as COVID started, I got out of uh, a three-year-long uh, toxic, uh, abusive relationship, and uh, mm-hmm. I think uh, the poems I wrote during that period, uh, reading back on them a, a year later, two years later, it's just uh, it's surreal. Uh, it's it's insane.
0: I yeah, I can definitely understand that. Like I feel like, in a way, like you said, it is like a diary. It's on like you write it when like these emotions are like um fresh in your mind um and especially like when you said like you know like ending like like a bad relationship and like during covid i feel like we all like had a lot of um maybe too much time to like you know like start like processing things like um i can certainly relate to it as well like and and then looking back at it like and seeing how you felt like when your emotions were still so raw and so fresh like i can imagine it would be very surreal like
2: it, it it absolutely yeah. is and it's it's funny before i um before I came on to this, uh, to record this, I was reading back over my poetry just to kind of refresh myself. And uh, I, I, did, I didn't I did even realize this, but uh, so 18th of March, 2020, uh, I, I had symptoms of COVID. So I went into my two week isolation. Mm. And uh, during that, I date every single one of my poems uh, so I can return to them and know exactly what time, uh, what time each one was written. And during the 14 day isolation period, I wrote 24 poems. Which was more than I had ever written prior to that uh, because I only really started writing consistently when I turned 19. And uh, so, yeah, having 24 poems to look back on and uh, just w- I can see them get uh, over the 14 days because I spent 14 days straight alone in my room with nothing but my mm-hmm. thoughts. And uh, yeah, they get terrifying. way. It was a little scary, I must say, and my poems get way more introspective over the course of the 14 days. It's quite... It, it's kind of interesting to see. It feels like an experiment in some regards.
0: Thought <laughs> experiment.
1: Yeah. There's there's definitely a value in poetry as a form of um, catharsis. I mean, this is not to knock anyone who writes this kind of poetry. Like... It, it when I say it's proven to be effective and it's proven to like work for getting this out. Like I mean the I've heard it described as the most like copied or like oh, I'm I'm struggling to remember the word, but you you like or? yeah most imitated that's the word. Uh, I was thinking of replicate. I'm like that's not the word. Most <laughs> imitated poem ever. It, or, like, in you know, from America is Daddy by Sylvia Plath, you know, that kind Ooh. of confessional style poet. Um, so I don't think th- I've like, read
0: that one actually.
1: Oh, it's oh, it's so good. Um, it was like four months or something before she died, so it was like huh? just after she'd separated from Ted Hughes, and then like four months before she um committed suicide. But yeah, it's so good, but it's it's harrowing
2: um i think uh yeah uh, i plath would be probably in my top in my top five poets i feel like she's in everybody's top five poets by default but um Mm -hmm. yeah uh, i i i have always really enjoyed her I, i think just Unapologetic uh, expression of uh, of emotions and uh, it, yeah, ca- ca- cathart- uh, cathartic is definitely the word that kind of comes to mind when you read her work. And uh, there was a, there was a while there where I definitely tried to emulate that uh, when I was trying to because I guess over the course of the the seven years of writing, I really did try and find my voice. And uh, I think a lot of the time it was me imitating or um, I guess drawing inspiration from. Whoever I was reading at the time, and I guess it it, it has led to an absolute mismatch uh, of um, of uh, poetry styles within my <laughs> within my work. But you know what? It makes for uh, it makes for some wacky reading. So, <laughs>
0: well,
1: it's um, I'm, I'm thinking now of this. Uh, there's an episode of a podcast with John D'Orneal of the Mountain Goats where he's talking about that kind of thing. It's kind of with songwriting, but like. I mean, I think his songwriting is poetry and I think the process is kind of the same for him. Um, But he was saying, like, when you read a lot of a certain stuff, like, it ends up coming like that, which is why he never, he's never really listened to the Beatles, because the Beatles are so hegemonic, where you listen to them once and then that's all you can really write. And I feel (laughs) like poetry is nearly more infectious when you, like, I don't know, like, Plath is a big one that you can fall into dickinson whitman especially if you want to get into like that kind of like list paragraph style um
2: yes i i i think the most important thing for for any poet uh who who is writing uh, is to try and if they want to try and find like their own true writing voice they need to diversify what they read otherwise they will fall into those pitfalls um and uh get kind of boxed in and i think uh i don't know it can be a compliment in a sense to uh, get feedback on a poem and say oh it's exactly like this poet but it can also be mm-hmm. kind of um defeating in a way because you really do want to want to stick out and you want to have something unique to say but uh i suppose there's an argument to be made that everything that uh could be written has already been written <laughs> to a
1: certain extent yeah, excerpt, probably. yeah. Well, yeah. Although, what do you think of the kind of Rupi caresque esque style of poetry now that's become so? Mm. It's become so so big, and so many people are trying to, you know, replicate this. And I mean, I have my own problems with it because I don't think it's like, oh, I hate to say it, but like, I mean, I don't think it's really poetry. It's kind of just aphorisms that are spaced uh, in a funny way.
2: Um, I it's funny, funny that you mentioned Rupee car because. Uh, I've taken uh, it, it, talking about people I've taken inspiration from Rupi Kaur I, I adore uh, her style of poetry I think I think it's oh, a, I think it's <laughs> <laughs> I think it's an incredibly, I think it's an incredibly modern uh, style of poetry. I suppose I think she's uh, definitely redefining um, what, not what a poem is, but uh, I redefining is probably not the best word there. She's re- she's definitely carving out a new path within the yeah. poetry world, and I think I don't know. I, I I think there is poetry to be found in those small little uh, those small little phrases, and uh, like uh, obviously some of it wouldn't really be poetry it, it kind of reads more as prose or uh, what was it you said aphorisms uh, yeah, yeah the, I, I do I do agree with that but I think uh, a lot of my work when that I did when I was 20 would uh kind of be very ruby car-esque and uh i'm quite proud of the work there's some little uh, there's some little bits that um i've written that i'm quite fond of uh so but yeah i do i do recognize what you're saying as well it's definitely not like the poetry of old shall we say <laughs> yeah although that being said
1: she's doing a world tour um this year and she's coming to Dublin and I'm if I can I'm going to go see it because I think that'd be an incredibly fun evening um absolutely she knows what she's doing uh I just don't yeah. personally vibe with it
2: fair I think I think her poetry uh, I think her poetry is just more than anything it's very honest and uh she definitely doesn't it she doesn't uh she doesn't say any more than she needs to i suppose and i kind of mm. respect that I, I i've always been uh i've always tried to be very minimalistic in uh in how i express how i express myself and uh except for when i write really long spiely poems but sure sure whatever uh but um yeah i i, I just appreciate it i suppose
0: <laughs> do you have a like is there any kind? you mentioned you do like to be minimalistic and sometimes you like to write longer poems? Are there any is there any kind of like um things that you do like in all of your poems or a lot of your poems like um like like if and when you're like you on know, like, you know, like publish things like um people could point to and say like, Oh yes, this is like um definitely something that like Adam Cooper wrote, like you've any like yeah. um Signifier is, like, is a, like, I'm not making any sense, but like, um, you get no, your-
2: you're, ma- you're making perfect sense. Um, so it's funny, so the Yes, uh, I, I I suppose I'm gonna give uh, I'm gonna give a long spiely answer to this, but I suppose it is uh, hyperfixation, so that's that the name of the game. Uh, so the first poem I ever published uh, was uh, a poem called "How to Survive a Storm." Uh, I wrote it when I was seventeen. It was uh, a part of the uh, Trocra Poetry Ireland uh, competition that they run every year, and I won the. Um, secondary school students category of it and uh, the Mm -hmm. the poll thank you very much uh, reliving a success I I, I had what, five years ago? Not Not bad but no, the the poem I definitely think uh, is very much me, uh, and uh, it, in a, it invokes a lot of uh, aggressive. Um, I, I like to play around with uh, naturalistic imagery more uh, more than anything. Um, although I, I've tried to shy away from that uh, in recent years, but I think my, I have. I like to write long long quite quite long poems and uh, i don't particularly like to follow structure i have tried to again recently as well just to kind of hone my craft a little bit but yeah mm. i think that poem really does kind of um just uh, yeah that is an adam cooper original and i think uh, yes. <laughs> if you if you've read that you've definitely gotten a sense of kind of where i'm at or the kind of stuff i write um but uh, i suppose recent more recently in my poetry i don't know i've I tend to. Um, that's actually very difficult. I can't even. Th- I can't even think for myself. I, I nature. I think comes across more than anything. I grew up and I, I've spent the first oh, six years of my life in Mayo, and uh, from my childhood, I, I just have just green ingrained in my memories. So uh, I think uh, that comes across in quite a lot of my poems. But otherwise, I think there's a very um, confessional sense to a lot of my works in a way. I feel like I am, in a sense, spilling myself onto the page. And uh, I feel, yeah, it feels kind of like I, when I write, I am in a confession booth with myself. So uh, that kind of comes across in my poetry as well, I would say. Mm. Um, mm. But yeah, I, uh, I suppose also uh, in terms of, uh, like, I... What I like to do with my poetry as well is uh, so I keep uh, I keep all of my poems in um, journals uh, uh, and uh, they're really cute notebooks. I always uh, I spend way way much more money on them than I should and uh, they're all very lovely and uh, I divide my poems uh, the books are divided into poems specifically written in spring and summer and poems written in winter and autumn and uh, I, uh, I, I I do that divide um, I, I actually don't even know why I did that divide initially but um, what I've noticed is the poems I write in winter and autumn are more optimistic than the poems I write in spring and summer so something's up there I don't know what <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's it's quite interesting so yeah i suppose depending on what time of year you can see some uh i guess uh motifs within my poetry um yeah i suppose post um post uh, pandemic as well i've uh, a lot of my poems are kind of uh very uh intense uh, introspective pieces uh i did a lot of thinking of um i suppose after the pandemic and after getting out of that abusive relationship i really had to kind of rediscover who i was and i did that through my poetry to a large extent so uh yeah a lot of my more recent work is very um explorative of uh, kind of identity and uh I, yeah what that what that means for me i suppose
1: hmm I do love a good motif or like running theme throughout, um, throughout like a body of work, even if, you know, Mm. like obviously one which runs throughout a poem you would hope would be there, but one which like spans an entire body of work. Um, I really enjoy Frost, and Frost has like a lot of very specific things that come out of the way he writes nature. Um, and so I can definitely like I can definitely understand where you're coming from with like certain uh, you know times of the year feeling more optimistic. Um, when you write poems in them, um, I think now that I'm looking at it, the entire like my entire body of work is just like people being sad and lonely. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't have have I ever written a happy poem? Um... No, I this is, this is the a,
2: question of the day.
1: I wrote a yeah. spite poem. Um,
2: <laughs> that's a different emotion. So you're you're you're, a, yeah. you're going good.
1: <laughs> it was a poem about W. B. Yeats, um, and it was a spite poem, and I really enjoyed. I really enjoyed writing that. One. I always gets a chuckle um, when I perform it at like uh, open mic nights. That's fun.
2: I respect any amount of spite that is thrown at WB8. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: it's a short one. I don't know. Can I remember it now? Uh, if you'd like to hear it.
2: Of course, absolutely. Okay. I'm always down to hear some poetry.
1: Yeah, um, I, I should probably read like a better one, but anyway, um, this is called "He He washes the cloths of heaven for they now have mud on them." And if if WB8. Laid out his dreams beneath my feet and said, "Tread softly." I would simply s- the shit out of them. Just jump up and down on them, grind them into nothing. Fuck that. <laughs> Fucking hate that guy.
2: <laughs> that is that is delightful. Uh, wh- where is it being published? Uh, when is it being published? <laughs>
1: I I've submitted it. I've submitted it as part of, like, my serious, like, collection of poetry that I submit, you know, like, to places like Icarus and, you know, like, Sonder and whatever, all of the, like, literary journals and whatever, and just on the off chance, because it's beside, like, you know, heartfelt poems about, mm. like, I don't know, shit like, oh, having to grow up and leave your child self behind, oh, like, you know the difficult relationship with my father, and then, oh, I hate wbe 8 so much, so much, so very always.
2: Um, <laughs> I think uh, I like that though. I like when a poet isn't afraid to like, because it is very, it's very tempting when you're putting together a collection, especially like, uh, I feel like a lot of poets will deal with very somber topics. So adding something like that in it can be, a, it feels a little bit jarring and a little bit risky, but I think it shows, it ultimately shows, hey, i am a human there are so many sides of me and i can have fun
1: <laughs> yeah definitely Very much so
0: especially uh, when it's um, at the expense of wba
2: oh yeah any any slander towards yates i will respect and appreciate up and down i i, do, I yeah I'm, I'm not particularly fond of him decent writer <laughs> i
0: haven't I don't, i'm trying to think if i read any of his poems i remember there was that one like um when you were old and grey and full of sleep like um mm, like yeah. and that, it's been so long since i've read that i can't even remember whether it was good but i just remember like knowing the context just reading a piece like get a grip
2: <laughs>
0: oh yeah a grip.
2: he's a bit of a pick me boy but sure look what can you do um, true, true. What was I going to say? Uh, you mentioned uh, poetry collections. I'm actually, I've just uh, put together and I'm in the process of um, self-publishing my first collection, which is um, going to be Ooh. called Small Times at Nine. It is, um, it is. Uh, yeah, I'm yeah, very, glad. I'm very proud. It's, uh, I think, seventy poems altogether, and uh, yeah. it it is uh, divided into uh, spring, summer, winter, and autumn. And uh, I always say winter before autumn. Well, I don't know why. Uh, what was I going to say it's saving the best to last? Perhaps. <laughs> Actually, yes, but my favorite season is autumn. Funnily enough. <laughs> oh, the correct yeah. choice. The correct choice. <laughs> Um, but, uh,
1: second best uh, season.
2: <laughs> winter is the second best. I much prefer it to summer. I think summer always just invokes this really harsh feeling inside me, and I, I, I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a strange one. But
0: mm.
2: um, the the poem it actually takes you takes the reader through. Um, the development of a toxic love from start to finish and uh, I, I i it starts in uh, the early stages and i i guess the kind of the, be- the beauty of it and then uh, summer summer it shows kind of the souring of that uh, of that that love and then uh autumn and winter definitely focus on uh, the healing and the reinvention that uh, i guess one goes through thereafter and um yeah i've uh, it, it's been a, a, a collection that's been about five years in the making so i'm very happy to uh be sharing it and uh i guess it's very vulnerable as well and uh yeah i'm looking i'm looking very forward to it
0: uh, that's really cool like congratulations like uh, no that's
2: amazing thank
1: you very yeah. much uh, and it's like that it must feel like triumphant i think to, to be able to come out of what you've been through and have this collection of poetry and then you know like to be able to hold that up and say you know i i made it through i i'm out here i'm still i'm still intact i'm still whole
2: absolutely that's exactly what it felt like when I initially finished the manuscript and uh, I think uh, when that that exact feeling hit me was when uh, I had to describe what the actual collection was about and putting it into words for myself so simply and describing it and realizing like, this is what I've been through, this is what I've experienced and here is here is my... Because uh, a lot of these poems were written during those experiences, so you can kind of mm-hmm. track the journey. Um, it, I, I guess, yeah, I just feel like I've very much... Um, I'm sharing my soul in some sense, uh, and uh, yeah, it feels it does feel very rewarding. There, there, there's a there's a still a bit of a, a I suppose a sadness that comes with it, but uh, I feel like that's just I've, I've kind of I've accepted that. Uh, I think that's um, just uh, an an inevitable uh, feeling that's going to come after going through something like this. But um, yeah, I, I am very happy to to be standing triumphant I like that word
1: <laughs> yeah um, it, it, it's putting me in mind now of Invictus by William Ernest Henley which I mean probably you've you've heard of um, or read at some stage
2: uh, no that uh, I, I only the only thing that comes to mind is the movie Invictus uh, I doubt it's uh, I doubt it's ah. in any way related
1: oh well um might i be permitted to read it out for the second time on this podcast i read it out on the um on the black sales episode as well because it was bizarrely related to what was being talked about Um, please
2: by all means yeah
1: (laughs) it, it really speaks to that um coming out of you know like the when when milton says long and hard upwards out of hell leads towards the light like this is that Um, Out of the night that covers me Black is the pit from pole to pole I thank whatever gods may be For my unconquerable soul In the fell clutch of circumstance I have not winced nor cried aloud Under the bludgeonings of chance My head is bloody but unbowed Beyond this place of wrath and tears Looms but the horror of the shade And yet the menace of the years Finds and shall find me unafraid It matters not how straight the gate how charged with punishments the scroll! I am the master of my fate. I am the captain of my soul.
2: I, you know what? Wow. Uh, it, what it was the last two lines that made me go. I have indeed read this before. <laughs> yeah, um, that's
1: the ones that everyone knows. It's in like a Guinness ad. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
2: it's it's beautiful. The entire poem obviously is beautiful, but those two lines in particular just they 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 ring through my head every time I hear them yeah yes.
1: that's uh, you, you read that and you go oh yeah that's good poetry
2: yeah you definitely yeah I feel like you do know good poetry when you see it um, yeah I. what was I going to say uh, it's funny because I, I do say poetry, uh, my collection is a mixture of poetry and prose and I'll be honest sometimes I sometimes within my own work I don't even know what, what, what I'm intending it to be sometimes but uh, it's pretty and it, and it rhymes and sounds nice and <laughs> you know I'm hitting on some of the some of the requirements but um Absolutely um i i was i was actually uh, would it be okay if i read out um if i read out a poem actually uh one that's gonna oh, be years, uh, so um whether this is poetry or prose i'll let you guys decide after i feel like it reads yeah. more like a um uh, i i don't even know i'll I, i'll read it and then uh, we can uh, tear it to shreds thereafter but <laughs> oh, yeah. um
1: it's like here here's adam cooper reading something
2: <laughs> something uh, we'll find out what it is uh just for a bit of context beforehand uh this poem specifically so uh having been having been in the uh having been in the abusive relationship uh thereafter i kind of had to uh, initially it was very it's uh, getting out of something like that it's very easy to uh v- villainize the uh the the abuser and the the person that you were um you were in it with and it's very easy to place any sort of blame or responsibility for the negative things that occur in the relationship on that person but uh after uh, i did that for like probably the first month and then i kind of sat myself down i was like adam you, you can't keep doing this you have to understand that you had your part to play in this and uh I wrote this as a result so um this uh this is simply titled abuse Mm. and here it is I was complicit mass to myself I directed my own horror instructions given through silent inaction and you you fought fire with raging fire while I stood frozen in this flaming wreck our connection now tied into a noose around my neck Yet we continued to peck at rotting flesh Like our lips weren't filled with the taste of death I let myself think I had no control That my wringing hands would never again pick up the pen This I let myself think as if my swallowed words Didn't fill my lungs until I was spitting up ink I only took the reins when the time came To detangle this thorny mess So I hacked away in pent-up rage At the clinging vines that linked our lives Angrily amputating you But in an unexpected casualty, I chipped away so many parts of me that I no longer know what's left. Perhaps this is justice. My penance, my punishment, my price to pay for the part I played in creating this crumbling mess. But yes, there you are.
0: (laughs) Wow.
1: That's incredible. Holy
0: fuck. That's unreal.
2: Wow. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I am... Um, I, I never know. I'm always so awkward after I read out a poem. I never know what to do. The silence kills me. <laughs>
0: I'm the same when I show yeah. someone a piece of writing, I'm like, So?
2: <laughs> I feel like you do have to give people a moment to process. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh my god.
0: Um, no, that. that wow. Um...
2: Yeah, there's about uh, three hundred and ninety nine uh, other ones just like it. So, <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I always, uh, one one thing I always do is I like to be very direct uh, in my poetry about what I'm speaking about as well. I, I do, I love. I, look, don't get me wrong. I love a good metaphor, but I always mm. feel like uh, I always feel like just being very plain can be helpful too.
0: Mm. I think it definitely works, I think, like, especially, like, you know, with the title of, like, the poem, like, Abuse, like, it's very direct in what it's about, and I really like that.
2: Thank you, I I appreciate that very much. I, um, yeah, it's, uh, you know what, titling is actually a very interesting one, uh, because I, 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 I... it, I will write a poem and then I will title it about a year later I I, I don't care for titles that much and uh, it's only when I'm putting together a collection I'm like well they need some sort of the reader needs some sort of way to differentiate what the hell I'm talking about so mm-hmm. uh, also I like the direct titles because I can't think of uh, I can't think of fancy ones so <laughs> That
0: is fair that that is very fair
2: I uh I, I tend to um, I tend to also kind of uh, write these longer these longer unstructured poems and uh, I like uh, I like kind of getting into my I guess getting into kind of a rhythm or a flow and uh, I feel like most of my poems you could probably put to some sort of uh, track and rap them as well sometimes <laughs> uh, especially especially the longer ones but um, are you going yeah. to
1: rap now?
2: No, oh god no. No, not a chance. That would be that would be incredibly embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I did actually go to Amsterdam recently, and uh, I was there with a few friends, and uh, we were um, we went to a karaoke place. And uh, I do, uh, I do quite. I'll be honest, I quite love rap music. Uh, I, I uh, mainly for the lyrics. Uh, and uh, one of uh, one of the ones, one of the songs I obsessed over when I was younger was "Where Is the Love" by the Black Eyed Peas. I feel, I feel mm. like that's a a very. Uh, it's unanimously agreed. It's a pretty good song, and uh, mm. I. Uh, I can't sing a lick Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm tone deaf but uh, by god did I go up on that stage with my best friend and I rapped the entire thing and it was phenomenal it was so fun (laughs) that
0: that that was amazing I love that
2: yeah it was a it was a very fun it was a very fun time
0: do you have a favourite poem both one that you've written and like outside of that
1: uh yes uh, this is such a fun question to ask poets. Being like, choose one of them, pick a child. One.
2: <laughs> yeah, legit. It is. It is the burning building scenario. I have to. <laughs> it's uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'll I'll uh, just to avoid speaking about my own poetry so much. I will. Uh, I'll choose. Uh, I'll choose my favorite poem that's not written by me first. Um, so Go for it. I I would say that I really had to. If I really had to chew in it i would say it is um anorexic by van boland Um i think that poem is just so just incredibly poignant and uh, there's a there's a brutality to it and just this incredible honesty that i just can't yeah it it it, it, it chills me it chills me uh, it's it's a poem I only encountered uh, relatively recently as well, but it immediately just became like the, the, just the top poem I've ever read, in my opinion. I, I yeah, I adore it. Um, it's At, a very
0: and it's always a good choice. <laughs>
2: Oh, absolutely. She, uh, I actually, uh, for my leaving sir, I wrote about, uh, I wrote about, uh, I wrote about her and uh, her her work. Uh, I'm kind, of, I, I don't know, uh, I might be showing how long ago it's been since I did the, did I say junior cert? I meant to say leaving sir. Um, how long ago it's been since I did the leaving sir? I did it back in 2017, which feels like, oh, it feels like a whole different life lifetime. But uh, yeah, she was the poet. I, I only studied one poet uh, because I was banking. Uh, I remember I was very lazy about the way I studied and uh, I was banking on a female poet to show up and I decided it wasn't going to be Elizabeth Bishop based on nothing more than pure just laziness and uh, I, was lucky, I, was, I was lucky that uh, a van came up actually uh, so yeah I have a, I have a fondness uh, fr- from there on. <laughs>
0: yeah I remember because yeah. I believe in Sir in 2018 and I remember I was pretty sure that she wasn't going to come up because she'd come up the year beforehand. So, like, I was a bit gutted about that, because, like, I, like, I could have written such a good essay.
2: Well, did she sneak back in, did she?
0: No, she, um... Eileen Aquilinon came up um that year. I wrote
2: about uh, other Frost yeah. though. Eileen Yeah, Aquilinon. I only
1: studied Nequilinon and Frost. Um, Fair. I ended up Frost. Well, I didn't really study Frost. I was like, I know Frost, and then I studied Nequilinon as a backup. Uh, yeah, because I had the same thought process as Ali, being like, well, Bowling came up last year.
0: She probably won't come up again, like...
1: Yeah, mm. unless she although, died, you know, uh, you know, then they wouldn't rush to put her on the paper again. You know, two years running.
0: Yeah, although I always remember when we were told about the year Seamus Heaney died. And oh yeah! Oh god! Everyone yeah. only everyone only studied um, Seamus Heaney because he just died, or like he died in like September, like of like the previous year, and like he hadn't been on the paper for like three years, and he came up in. The paper one reading comprehension and the unseen poetry, but not in the study poetry. Uh, it's I, it just back, typical. I just feel my stomach like, like I did my leave insert four years ago, but it doesn't matter. I get horrible.
2: <laughs> That's, That's actually nightmare. painful. You must have been oh. absolutely good. at
0: Imagine like you'd be like seeing your marks like disappear in front of your eyes. <laughs>
2: uh no i uh my heart actually breaks for you genuinely that's oh, uh, i'd be raging i think i would have just crumpled up the page
0: i would have too i think that was um that was a while ago um that was 2014 i think i can't remember what doing yeah. yeah but like i just remember we were told about it. it was one of the first things we were told about in fifth year english and we we're all just like <laughs> horror like so i haven't i never tried to predict it really that much after that like.
2: No, I uh, I like to I like to take a gamble, and I guess I was lucky in the, in in my situation that it actually mm. did pay off. Um,
0: well, yeah, I, can't argue with the results.
2: <laughs> no, I definitely can't. Uh, I was very happy. Um, sure, look, I gambled on things in my geography paper, and that didn't turn out too well. So uh, I oh. guess uh, there's some sort of cosmic balance going on there.
0: Yeah, it all works out. Like, do you have a favorite poem, Nigel?
1: Do I have a, a one that I've written, or in general? Either. <laughs> um, I don't know. Like, it's I find it very hard to pick a favorite poem that someone else has written because, like, it really depends on the mood. Because sometimes I really vibe with, like, you know, "If" by Rudyard Kipling, and then sometimes longer, like, Allen Ginsberg, Howell type poem that I'm really into. Um. Uh, Frost is my favorite poet. So, um, you know, it might end up being something by Frost, like a, on a general one. I do really enjoy Birches by Robert Frost, mm. which, um, a lot, like, I mean, I, I enjoy a lot of the thematics of Frost, specifically the ones they ended up putting on the Leaving Cert were ones I liked already. Um, you yeah. know, with like after apple picking, where he was like, um, I'm tired of this great harvest I myself desired. And then in Birches, um, he talks about wanting to get away. Um, he, w- he w- Yeah, hold on. I've got the quote here now. Uh, so was I myself a swinger of Birches, and so I dream of going back to be. It's when I'm weary of considerations, and life is too much like a pathless wood where your face burns and tickles with the webs broken across it, and one eye is weeping from a twig's having to cross it. out. Oh, I'd like to get away from Earth a while and then come back. May no fate willfully misunderstand me And half grant what I wish And snatch me away not to return Earth's the right place for love And I think that's such That's such like A profound message to me Being like, yeah, Earth is the right place for love Um Yeah
2: yeah, I, I always love uh, I always love the concept or the idea of escape uh, within poetry. I think it's because um, I feel like poetry in itself is a form of escape. So I always like the kind of uh, extra layer that exists there. But yeah, uh, Robert Frost poetry is just incredible for that. And uh, my the one that always comes to mind whenever I hear Frost is um, "Stopping by Woods on a Snowy Evening." I just adore that poem uh, so much. I I know it's uh, I know it's definitely one of the more uh, simple poems but i i just uh, the feeling it invokes for me is just uh, indescribable <laughs>
1: yeah absolutely.
0: I
2: I
1: like to... uh, sorry go ahead uh
2: i i i don't know who's going ahead but i will uh, i will let one of you go ahead
0: <laughs> oh no i wasn't saying anything really
2: oh perfect um i i guess uh, yeah the stopping by the woods in the snowy evening i think it's just the idea especially in a world like to like today's where it's so busy and just so constant the idea of just stopping and enjoying nature and just yeah just connecting with it and becoming one with it is just yeah it, it grants uh, it grants a lot of peace uh, i feel so yeah i always uh, i always return to that one if i'm ever feeling a little overwhelmed by by Twitter and by Facebook, and just everything, and yeah, uh, I don't know i I don't know why I go to social media first, but yeah, I feel like that is definitely uh, the biggest uh, noise in the chatter that is uh, modern living.
0: <laughs> that is very true mm.
2: yeah,
1: um what I was just going to say was to the other part of your question, I really hope you're not going to like put a gun to my head and make me pick one of my own poems.
0: I'm actually teleporting to your house
1: right now as we speak to do just Uh-oh. that, just. <laughs> oh dear God! Oh, do I have to? <laughs>
0: no, no. Um, it is um, very hard to pick. Um, like, I don't pick know. A child.
1: I might. I don't know. I might go with. I think it's like the most recent poem I wrote. It was called "Crushed." Um,
0: is that the one you sent to me? Yeah.
1: Yeah, that is. I'm great. vibing with that one. Oh. Yeah, sorry. I realize Adam has no concept of this poem. I'm sorry.
2: I would, uh, I would love to hear it. Are you sure? If it's available, yes. I once again, I, I, I adore consuming poetry. So,
1: <laughs> okay. All uh, right. Here we go. This one is very good. This is. Thank you. Um, I'm, I'm gonna, like, I have no feelings about this. I guess, but it's, it's written about a person, so I don't know whether they're going to listen to this episode or not. Um. Anyway, uh, Crushed. I hope you never read this poem. Or, if you do, whatever makes the universe move, circumstances somewhat different. Maybe I'd be a little less afraid, a little better at standing up for myself. Or maybe you would stay instead of leaving, or I would go with you. My mind has left that possibility open, like a bathroom window the actors in your movies slip out of. My browser buffers under the weight of Ryanair, Aer Lingus, Tabs, Charting flights, weighing prices. How much does it cost to be happy anyway? It's something out of a bad 80s song. The price of a plane ticket is your panacea, but it sure feels like it sometimes. I carry all this sadness inside like a leaden weight. I know we're coming to a point when you won't be around anymore. I have known this for months. Knowing this came with the caveat you would soon leave, and I still can't process it in the back seats and listen to you talk on the bus, about driving to places I've never been and castles in the mountains, and Elton John tribute concerts the way you're radiant in sunlight, a shard of a star on the 140 Kia and beside you delicate and in awe at every word you speak you speak it would it work out? I don't know, I'm not deluded enough to pretend like I know it will, so I sit many miles away and write these poems Gods only know what you're doing right now, probably on a plane as we speak. I hope you're not reading this right now. I hope things are different.
2: That was in, that was incredible. Uh, I, I just a quick shout out to the 140 IKEA. That was, uh, that, was that was delightful. Best plus. Best. Yeah,
1: best boss in Dublin. <laughs>
2: That was incredible. I I thoroughly enjoyed that. I always love um, one thing. Yeah, one thing when I'm when I'm writing poetry, I find it very difficult to invoke Irish imagery. But you've, you, yeah, you that was fantastic.
1: <laughs> Thank you. I feel slightly more vulnerable now, uh. <laughs> and that's the beauty of poetry. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Oh, um, I'm, just, I'm just remembering the quote I, the thing I said to Will in that episode where it's like coming to terms with writing poetry being like oh that's where the trauma lives
2: yeah yeah, yeah that's yeah. Uh, I feel like yeah, any poet should uh like if you were giving a crash course in poetry that should be like the first thing you say like be prepared to traumatize yourself uh <laughs> or I suppose re-traumatize um so uh I just wanted to answer so uh, I was I, I was doing some thinking that time and trying to think um what of my poetry is my favorite and I have uh, I, I've come to a a, a rocky conclusion because I, I don't think I will ever truly have a favorite but um if uh, if uh, if you will permit I would like to read it out if that would be okay
1: I would love yeah that. more than okay, okay.
2: So, um, this poem is called Canada. (laughs) Maybe we'll meet in Canada someday. A silly hope to fill a hole in our leaky conversation. A whipped-up wish for blissful white on the blackest kind of night. It's funny what you forget. I don't recall who started the fight, but I know who ended it. And the relationship. We sat on the floor after saying all there was to say. Her head against my bed, mine against a less comfy wall. The room and all that surrounded just fell away until just we remained. Alone on this slab of cheap wooden floor, nothing more. An ill-fated raft doomed to soar across the night sky as it glistens on the ocean. No going back, everything was in motion. Or more so, motionless. The cogs had stopped on our love-struck clock, and we were beating out of sync. Melody and music that started out right but ended wrong. A rise and fall kind of song. Nobody's fault, but nobody's burden and there's only that there's only one call when there's that much hurtin. So now we sit in the shade of the mushroom cloud we've made, and through teary eyes she manages to say, "Maybe we'll meet in Canada someday. And from her heartbreak mind I see the sights. Some day under the dancing street lights and snowy skies of Montreal, we'll see a face and we'll both recall. Familiar strangers stopped in the mist to reminisce. Having spent our days traveling place to place, searching for the parts we needed to fix the broken pieces of our ticking hearts. And we'd hear our melodies sink there in the snow, and we'd just know. So while fighting the crying, I echoed it too. Maybe we'll meet in Canada someday. I love that
0: again
1: wow look
2: thank you very much I, uh, I that look. one yeah it's a little different to my other stuff
1: <laughs> yeah the way I don't know the way it's just we sit in the shade of this mushroom cloud we made mm. I don't know that just hits different
2: yeah, yeah.
0: it's uh, kind of bookmarking like you know like so maybe we'll meet in Canada someday like at starting at the end
2: yeah, i uh, I love doing that with my poetry. I uh, mm. I love uh, I love a little bit of uh, what's the word? Sy- I guess it's symmetry <laughs> in a sense. Uh, I uh, yeah, if yeah. I if I can fold my poem neatly over, <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, it's really good. It's like I remember I saw this tweet saying like me like I hate cliches. Um, like author. The first and last word of like the poem or the book or whatever are the same, like same word, and um, me like losing my shit. Oh my god, the last and the first like line are the same.
2: <laughs> I guess, uh, yeah, it it definitely depends. I feel like uh, I feel like on shorter poems that might be. <laughs> Do you know what? I like cliches. They're 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 cli- they're cliché for a reason. They're repeated for a reason. So, um, yeah. <laughs> I find uh, I find lately though uh, like a lot of my older poetry is very similar to Canada. I wrote uh, initially when I was kind of finding my voice. I wrote a lot of love uh, love centered poetry, and uh, obviously after the um, after getting out of that toxic relationship, I have quite a lot of breakup poetry. But uh, I've also uh, I, I swear to God I have written. Poems about things that aren't uh, romance or relationships. Um, I've uh, lately I've been writing quite a lot of poetry on, uh, let's just say, as a young person in Ireland, I am very unhappy with the um state, the political state of the country, and the financial mm. state of the country, and just the general what? state of the country. Really? That's such <laughs> yeah, a surprise. That's <laughs> so crazy. I, I feel <laughs> like I'm. Uh, I feel like I. If you know what it is, if. He, even feeling this way feels like I'm in the minority, just because I feel like we're we're like we're everybody's so still separate in struggling, but uh, like we we are all going through the same thing, which like mm. makes me wonder when are we going to come together and riot? You know, but <laughs> anyway, yeah,
1: like if we if we okay, so we're saying this on a podcast illegally. That's a joke. Um, mm. I'm being a I'm being advised by the podcast <laughs> lawyers that if I say legally this is a joke before um then it's fine. So mm. this the, this is a joke, but if we applied the the methodology and mindset behind Storm Area 51, they can't stop us all to doll Aaron.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, you're—that's going down the route of uh, January sixth, uh, what was it, 2021 U.S. Oh, uh, so, <laughs> That—that's exactly yeah, but, the kind of imagery you're invoking there.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, but I mean, we wouldn't be fascists. It's the same. Yeah, it's the same type of thing. I realize, but like, I mean, we have the added advantage of not being fascists. Um, and actually, one thing you
0: never you know, know
2: who would show up. Though. Oh no, God, you never yeah. would. Oh, Eric. Oh, fucking Eric. I, I feel like this podcast episode is going to get you guys flagged by some Irish FBI man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh God. God. Do you remember on
0: that government watch
1: list? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Do you remember that government watch list that they released where they were like, these are the people whose tweets we've been monitoring? I read that. Yes. You, know what my, you, you want to know what my first reaction was? Why am I not on the watch list? Yeah. I want to be on a government watch list.
2: Yeah, you'd feel special. I just want to be wanted or just just needed by anybody. <laughs> oh, that'd be a great
1: poem. Oh, now I want to write a poem about wanting to be wanted, but that it's just like you know, being wanted by it. the police. Yeah. Oh,
2: bless. <laughs> write a
0: poem about Irish Twitter.
1: Oh God, that would be a sass pit. Um It's like I'm not. I'm not going to do it, but someone
0: should.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's I kind of love. That. List, yeah. I love that mentality. I feel like that's the mentality that everybody has in regards to like breaking the the system that's kind of crushing young people at the moment. I'm not going to do it, but someone should. <laughs>
0: it's uh, uh, yeah. Gonna have, gonna yeah. Have to do it in, in Minecraft, like I said.
2: Mm, in yeah. Minecraft, oh, that's genius. Let's build the doll Aaron in, in Minecraft and then storm that. Yeah. <laughs> no,
0: this is all like,
2: hypothetical, obviously. Oh, Can of course.
1: We build a yeah. In Minecraft, what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, it's like looking at all the stuff that's going wrong in Ireland, going, God, boy, oh, it sure would be great if someone fixed that, wouldn't it?
2: <laughs>
1: um, I am. I'll go write a poem about it. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's it's very sad to see though because i feel like the 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 solution for the majority of young people who are struggling is to leave the country which is definitely mm, yeah. something it, it, it's something i've been toying with over the past few years and i think my plan more than likely is to uh, leave the country for some time uh, gain just get money because it's impossible here <laughs> and yeah. Uh, yeah. then uh, come back and somehow try and lend my uh... Lend whatever skill I develop or whatever uh, financial state I'm in, lend that to changing the the country for the better. But whether or not that actually happens, a whole other story. But if you would indulge me one final time, uh, I have a, a poem I wrote uh, specifically about, um, I guess, the state of things in Ireland and kind of uh, my musings on it. And uh, this will be the last poem I read, if uh, if of that would be Yeah.
1: Might I ask Absolutely. one question beforehand?
2: Absolutely. Just-
1: are you planning on moving to Canada?
2: <laughs> uh, actually, no. Uh, mainly because uh, I, I don't want to get political on the podcast, but I very much disagree with a lot of the uh, a lot of Canada's. Uh, I feel like their censorship laws are way too hard, um, uh, mm. and uh, yeah, I just uh, yeah, I feel like they they get into questionable territory sometimes and uh, yeah so as a yeah. result of that that has mm-hmm. definitely uh dissuaded me from uh moving to canada although uh yeah. i uh, also i do i do have to find the broken pieces of my heart or whatever i said in the poem <laughs> so yeah. you never know over
0: for like a holiday
1: <laughs> you gotta do that you gotta do that side quest first um yeah. before moving to canada
2: absolutely i wonder how much xp i get <laughs> Uh. Um. But yeah. So this poem, yes. uh, it's relatively short. It's called uh, "Gray Is the New Green," uh, and it goes like this: This rock is shrinking. Emerald Isle surrendered to the gray, bulldozed into submission by ravenous vision. This rock is shrinking, and its children stand at sea, destined to repeat the exodus of our ancestors. Only now they suffer, not from the starvation of the many, but the hunger of the few. Vicious vultures they swoop and they chew. This this rock is shrinking beneath a wave of tears, left behind by those who left throughout the years. This rock is shrinking, but to stay is to build a famine road, to live a life with nowhere to go.
0: From the title, I knew it was going to be good and
1: like did not disappoint.
2: (laughs) Thank you very much. I love
1: that. And I also love the fact that so many people like me included and now you have written like that. And they've got like colors in the title, which I think is interesting.
2: I feel like uh, I feel like because we live in like uh, obviously literally Emerald Isle, so we've always been associated with green. But lately, it just feels like there's more. Uh, I think that's what I try and get across in the poem. There's there's just there's more grey. There's more there there there's more. Uh,
1: so many like concrete hotels. And, yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah, it's just. Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't sit right with me, and it doesn't feel natural. And I think it. Um, yeah, I feel. Yeah, I, I. I guess that's why colors would keep popping up in poetry like that. I, that's, that's actually, actually a cool. very, a very cool observation. Actually. Yeah, like
1: my one's said. called budget blues. <laughs> Love that yeah
0: it's like what you said adam's like you said like you know growing up like in and being like surrounded by green all the time like um and you said feel like that like green is like like you said it's what we associate with nature and the emerald isle and things like and but you look at dublin like for example and don't see a lot of green
2: no, you absolutely yeah. do not. I feel like uh, I feel like there is very little effort to uh, even try and reintroduce some some greenery back into that city. Uh, I just uh, I have a I have a a very just yeah love hate relationship with Dublin. I, I honestly mm. more often than not I feel very kind of just empty uh, leaving whenever I visit the place. It just yeah it doesn't invoke the same feeling it used to. Mm. So you, at
0: least you get some. At least you get some poems about it. Some great poems about it.
2: But, oh, absolutely! Yeah. I can be sad about anything, but I'll always, uh, I'll always have poetry. So. <laughs> that's true. That's true.
0: I feel like that's a good place to leave it. Unless you have anything else
2: no i'm uh, i'm i'm very happy to leave it there i i've thoroughly enjoyed this thank you for letting me hyper at you guys for an hour but uh once again i suppose that's the name of the game so yeah thank,
0: thank you thank it you is. for being on um adam where can we find you like are there any socials anything you want to share anything you want to plug so that's
2: yeah, your so, collection of poetry absolutely uh <laughs> hold on let me let me get my uh my presenter voice going so uh, no Uh, (laughs) so you can find me on uh, instagram Uh, i have an instagram poetry account it's called ac poetry with two y's as uh, as you can probably guess ac poetry with one y was taken Uh, and then uh, also uh, i will be promoting my i will be promoting my upcoming collection on my instagram account so please do look out for that and uh, if uh, if you have been interested in any of the poems that you've heard thus far there are plenty more to be read
0: <laughs> great um nigel where can we find you
1: um you can mainly find me on twitter at spicy nigel where um recently i've been tweeting a meme about um phoebe bridgers uh, and paul meskel um where for their honeymoon um i think that was very funny and then also uh medieval crash bandicoot that's that's Ooh. what i've been doing <laughs> amazing yeah it's you a can... picture from some medieval manuscript of like an animal like a boar or something that seems to be wearing like blue shorts so i just was like it's crash bandicoot yeah
0: <laughs> um, you can find, where can find me you, on... Alex? You can find me on Twitter at AliCat underscore. Ali spelled like Aliway and Cat spelled with a K. And you can find me on Instagram at Ali, A L L Y underscore K underscore Keegan. You can find the podcast at HyperfixationsP on Twitter.
1: Or at HyperfixationsPod on Instagram. Rate and review us wherever you get your podcasts, be that Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or as a question on University Challenge, wherever. If you would like to come onto the show to discuss one of your hyperfixations, please feel free to reach out at any of the aforementioned social media. If you liked the show, tell a friend. If you didn't, nobody likes a fucking narc.
0: And that is all for this week. Adam, you were an absolute I love that, that
1: still gets that still gets chuckles. That still gets yeah. chuckles. Um uh, I brought I I mean I sprung it on Ali <laughs> the first time I said it. So That, that still gets well. chuckles.
2: I I, yeah, I I love the. It's very jarring. It, it it caught me off guard. I always love a good. I always love a good joke that you don't expect, and it just invokes a belly laughter from you. It's yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, um, it's like our
1: poppadums or, off menu. I'd be James Acaster. Yeah, like poppadums or bread. <laughs>
2: Uh, I just wanted to say again, guys, thank you so much for having me on. It's been an absolute pleasure to chat with you guys. You both seem like really cool, really chill people. And uh, I can't think of two better people to be running this uh, podcast. Thank you. thank you. That's
1: so
0: lovely to hear. You are an absolute delight of a guest. Thank you for being on.
2: Oh, it's 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 been an absolute pleasure and uh also uh if there is any genuinely if there is any way i can uh if, if you ever need a helping hand uh with anything uh to do with the to do with the podcast uh to, if there's any way i can help please do let me know because uh this is uh when i first when i initially came across uh, your twitter i was just like oh my god this is like this is genius this is phenomenal uh yeah what you guys are doing is great and uh yeah it's just really inspiring to see
0: thank you thank Thank you so so much
1: much. (laughs) sorry hearing up right now (laughs) (laughs) oh my god
0: no thank you that means like that means the world um yeah yeah that's all for this week Um, (laughs) thank you once again for being on goodbye everyone
2: bye thank you
0: signing off